DealerProcessSecrets.com. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Motorcycle sales, car sales, the finance office. Central Desking. We're here to talk about it. BDC. Central Desking University.com. Hey everybody, Philip here. Welcome to Dealer Process Secrets. First thing first, ain't no nation like a donation. Hit that donate button or you can make a donation at our webpage at dealerprocesssecrets.com. We bring this show to you for free. What else is free? Well, my book is free plus shipping at dealershipprocesssecrets.com and my audiobook is totally free for our listeners at philipcheatham.com. Use one or two L's and you should get there. Also, our newsletter is free at theautomotivesoftware.com. So if you want to support us, send us a donation, buy a sweatshirt. You can, of course, go pay full retail for my book or audiobook at Amazon and Audible. That supports us too. And of course, as always, going to centraldesking.com and starting your free trial, The Daily Desk, which is free too. But I guarantee if you try and watch my tutorials in there, you'll become a paying customer, which supports us too. And finally, if you want to take your skills to the next level, no matter where you are, the courses I teach at Central Desking University will blow your socks off. So please support us however you can. We are here to bring you exclusive, hard-hitting, real content that will actually help you go harder and higher in your career inside this crazy business we all love so much. And the best way to support us is, of course, by letting others know about us. And you do that by sharing the links, liking us on social media, and, of course, recommending the Daily Desk and Central Desking University to your friends. So we appreciate all your support, and let's get into it. Welcome to episode 53 of Dealer Process Secrets Podcast. I'm here with my host, Sterling Brown. What's happening, man? Chilling, Phil. What's going on with you? Not much. So today we're going to continue on improving the lives inside the dealership. And we're going to go to a subcategory, just, just one set of weeds, you know, just go into the weeds just a little bit and go into improving the relationships inside the dealership and since it's just me and you man first thing that comes to mind uh you know what how would you improve so really i i wouldn't go talking about the relationships with the customer uh let's talk about the relationships inside the dealership so what relationships are stressed out desk and finance uh you know how would we improve it i mean the why it's there the how we make it better all the way around, man. What you got for us? Oh, man, that's awesome. The relationships between the coworkers. I mean, uh, it's so funny because it should definitely be a sitcom. And I don't know why, but all the dealership movies and everything, they don't land with the general public. Um, but it just seems like there's such comedy there. I mean, I remember one time I was in uh, my office with the deal. And I guess the salespeople were fed up because the desk was getting on them about how long everything was taking. Customers were angry. CSI scores were down. And so the desk told the salesperson to walk into finance, even though there was a customer signing up and put the deal on the finance desk and just say, hey, you got some customers here ready to sign up too when you're done. They're trying to like rush them along. And I mean, the amount of chaos that something like that can cause is um, it's it's hilarious if it's not affecting you directly. So uh, there's a lot of opportunity there. If we can improve our relationships amongst ourselves, then that's going to translate to the customer, higher CSI scores and all that stuff. Well, it's so cool because you dived into 
you know, you started touching on improving the process and improving the process will absolutely improve the relationships uh, inside the dealership. So I love it. Uh, and I mean, why would we want to improve the relationships? Is it, you know, is it, is it great everywhere? Even if it's great, is it something we want to work on? It's something I see as truly important. Uh, I, I see it as a key that's overlooked. Uh, I mean, the way that people get along with each other is going to end up being your entire culture. So, and sometimes I think we have a strong culture we may have cohesiveness, but you know, is it a culture that's going to look out for somebody new with talent we bring in, somebody new we should have grown up, uh, all these different things. Uh, anything come to your mind uh, when we're talking about improving the relationships? Maybe a good story, bad story, uh, really doesn't matter. Just uh, any, anything we can jump on? Um, nothing specifically. You can only control yourself. You can't control other people. So in that scenario, when the uh, salesperson comes in with the deal and you already have a customer in front of you, the customer is going to be able to pick up that that was clearly a rude thing to do. And then if you make a remark negatively about the salesperson, they're going to be like, man, what kind of place am I doing business with? Just sounds like everybody's really negative. They don't like working here. They don't like working with each other. And those feelings can sometimes translate to when they get their survey. So that might be the most memorable part of the whole process. And I know we're not here to talk about the customer, but ultimately that's what makes your paycheck is the customer. So these little relational uh, opportunities that you have, you know, like, oh, maybe make a joke, lighten the mood about the salesperson, say, oh, no, he and I joke around all the time. Um, yeah, I, I can clearly see that there are people waiting. I mean, as you notice, these walls are all glass. So, you know, lighten the mood with a remark like that. Let them know it's not too serious. Um, and kind of go from there. You got to roll with the punches. And um, it ultimately comes down to you because you can actually stop something that's negative momentum from spreading throughout the dealership. And um, if you take that negativity and you stop it right then and there, um, th things can go really well. They can turn around and RP 180. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I talk about that all the time. I wrote that in my book that uh, and I love talking about it, which is your sales, your sales team's happiness really dictates your customer's experience and your customer's experience is what dictates your pocketbook. I mean, the better the experience, the more we're going to pay that goes with everything. I mean, we literally pay more money for so-called fancy things because the experience is better. Uh, I mean, if we're going to talk about our world, Lexus versus Toyota, uh, I mean, really, I think the biggest benefits on the Lexus, it feels nice. I mean, a lot of people are going to pay for that status, I guess. Uh, but I mean, really just the way you get treated in service, the loaner cars, the, uh, you know, the time aspect, right. The convenience. Uh, so, I mean, we pay for levels of experience that we receive, and our experience is going to be dictated by how happy people are. And, you know, that's why I think the first little subcategory I wanted to do was relationships because the relationships between your different departments, between your overall sales team, and then even the service department, the parts department, just your relationships inside the entire dealership are going to have a huge effect on your salesperson, your frontline uh, guy that's basically your face of the dealership, uh, those relationships are going to dictate how he's feeling today, how he feels in his work environment that immediately translates to the customers, whether recognized, unrecognized, spoken, unspoken. 
that is huge. Uh, you know, that's why it's in my first book, even though it was hard. Did I write, was I going to write a, you know, uh, I don't want to go into my book, but was I going to write, you know, this one big book or was I going to break it up a little bit? So, you know, it's, I'm breaking it up. And, you know, first one is uh, the fundamentals uh, structure and processes is getting that subtitle. The second one's culture and leadership. I'm not even going to say the third one yet, but I, I know what it is. Um, and it's, you know, structure and processes, culture and leadership. Which one do you put first? Well, uh, culture and leadership is more important at the end of the day, just like your customer's experience maybe you think is more important. But you can't have culture and leadership just like you can't have your customer's experience without a base structure and processes and an employee to begin with. There's no customer experience with no employee. So think about that. So you're, so the level of where your employee is at is going to be the level of the customer experience. It's not that difficult. I mean, think about being in a, I love, and you know, before I got into the car business, I worked at the Ritz Carlton when I was a kid and you know, I, I love that talking about the five-star experience, you know, and relating it to the five-star experience. When you do that, you get, things that I like to talk about a lot, like uh, the TO, you know, if you don't look at the TO, the old school way, you, you should be TOing deals like five times. You're checking in on your customer's experience. You can't do that too many times. If you do it properly is the way that I think you should put it. So, you know, if we're looking at it, TO, Oh, I'm going to send out big, bad Sterling because Weak Brian couldn't close that deal. Um, the customer is going to sense all that. If I send out Brian, like, hey, go see what's going on with this deal, the customer is going to sense that. It's a team effort working together. So when we're talking about the relationships that we have, I mean, that's going to that's going to go back to so many different things. The first thing that you pointed out was the process. So, uh, I think we should get into that, but before we get into that, you know, um, I think I kind of went into why it's so important for these relationships to be good. What's an example of either a good or a bad, uh, doesn't matter relationship that you've seen inside the dealership that made an impact. Uh, <clears throat> one thing I really like, and um, I don't know where I picked it up from, but, you know, it wasn't normally my personality. I tend to, you know, be attracted to the people that I'm attracted to personality wise that are like me. Right. Making jokes, talking sports, this, that and the other. But um, one thing that I really liked was just having a conversation with everybody in the dealership. I mean, from the time you walked in, knowing the receptionist name and if she had said something about a specific type of car that she likes and she was planning on getting, be like, hey, um, how's you still plan on getting that Mustang? And then they're like, yeah, no, I'm not going to get it because X, Y, and Z. Little things like that. The fact that you remembered that she said that, and then you go on to the next person, you say hey to the janitor, you say hi to the detail crew, you say hi to service, because, I mean, you and I were on the sales side, uh, our, our careers, but, you know, you actually made some really good points to me about calling over to the, because we had different buildings for service when we worked together, you know, calling over to the service uh, people over there, getting some price quotes on some different things, the parts department, all those things are relationships. So even if it was a completely separate building, if I called over and asked for Jim, um, 
I, I might not know what Jim looks like, but every time I call over there, Hey Jim, it's Sterling and finance. I got X, Y, and Z going on. Um, and then you just say, how's everything going for you guys? They might open up on something that they want to get off their chest. Maybe no one's asked them how their department's done and they want to brag a little bit or they want to complain a little bit. Um, whatever those things that you can do, just having a conversation, those are relationships. They go a long way. Literally a 45 second conversation can be the difference in, you know, you being a fan favorite of all the people in the store. And when the general manager talks about uh, service and the people in service are like, oh, yeah, Sterling and finance is great. And he's talking about parts and like, yeah, Sterling came in and brought us lunch the other day. Like all these little things, like you're planting seeds. And I'm sure you've said that before because that's not normal language that I would use. But these seeds, when you come back over time, if it rains, that's watering the seeds. When it's sunlight, that's giving them uh, more food to grow. And then when you come back, you have whatever it is that you planted. And it could be a tomato, could be, uh, you know, peppers, whatever hey, it is. In your planting garden. seeds is one of my favorite analogies. I love uh talking about planting seeds. I mean, when you, when you're doing a interview for somebody, you're planting a seed, but I want to go back to what you were talking about because you really hit on it. You know, we didn't prepare for this and you hit on, it was just, it's just so crucial the way you laid it out. Uh, so, I mean, why do you care about the relationships inside the dealership from a GM perspective? Uh, obviously, you know, very important. Right. I mean, it's huge. So this is this is one of the most important things that you should focus on uh, and really how you go about uh, caring for your people and caring for the relationships inside your store uh, is is really going to dictate from your position. However, uh, what you went into there was, you know, individual like in a finance office, in a BDC office and how you make an impact from those seats. And I always talk about this stuff. I mean, when, when I get into building processes, which, you know, uh, I, I do, right. When I get into actually looking at the dealership and this, that, and the other, um, it's, it's people, you know, in finance, you want while your customers on their customer tour, you want the people in parts doing one thing you want to, and obviously you need buy-in from the GM and you need the GM to tell these people to do that. But at the same time to uphold the process and to uphold it with integrity, as the time goes on, you need relationships with the people in the service department. You need to be relational as a finance manager with the people in the parts department. And usually I'm just talking about because of how, uh, you know, disconnected that relationship constantly is just between the sales department and the finance department, how much the finance manager should care and have respect for the salespeople. And I, you know, nobody has ever like laughed at me when I said this, but I have literally been in a dealership and been like saying, Hey, it's really important the way that you treat the salespeople. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with everything you're saying. And a sales guy comes in and, and just, you know, I heard it like, it was just like, wow, did we not have that conversation? I didn't address it. I just made the point again. Um, and, you know, said why it was so important for the, your future leadership roles. Okay. So if you're a finance manager, you want to gain tons of respect from the salespeople. Basically what you want is you want, if an owner comes in is like, who should be the next GM in this store? You want every single salesperson saying it should be that guy in finance, man. He'd do an awesome job as GM. 
that happens. You can go from finance to GM. But besides the point, that's the reputation that you want to have. But even expanding from there, I'm usually talking about that because that's just so much more important within you know the process that I think dictates a lot of these relationships. The story that you went into was key, Sterling, about you know the guy coming into your office. That goes straight into processes. So it's the processes that you hand down. But then even when the processes are handed down, if you want to have integrity of these processes and you're sitting in your finance office and if everything's going right, you're going to make 12, 15 grand a month. Your sales guy, you know, that you're dealing with on average is probably making a lot less than that. Even your service counter guy, your parts guy, they may even be doing well. They're still making less than you, you know, take them out to dinner. You know, if, if you feel comfortable, um, sometimes it depends what you're trying to do. Maybe you don't go out with anybody from your work. I respect that. Uh, so buy them some Starbucks, find out what they like to drink in the morning, stuff like that. It goes a long way, man. Just a little thing here, a little thing there. And that's such easy advice. And I'd hate to spend 20 minutes to just give you the advice, but I, I feel like we talked about the why behind it. And uh, it's it's just gigantically huge. Uh, <laughs> that's a, a good English, whatever. Um, so anyway, you got any anything on what I said? No, I think everything that we said now is going to flow with some other complimentary topics. Um, so as far as improving lives through relationships, I think we um, really did a good job of giving some clear examples. And if you can't find something useful out of this conversation, then uh, try harder. Well, one more thing we didn't say was <laughs> Sterling's being funny. One more thing. One more thing we really didn't say uh, that's truly important in here, like seriously important in here. Um, is we spend more time with the people we work with. We hear that all the time, right? Well, what are you going to do about that to make that a positive, right? To show the silver lining in that. Uh, what are you going to do about the fact that you spend more time with these people than you do with your family? Make them good relationships. Have a culture that embraces good relationships between the departments because it's going to start there because everybody's at work for their pocketbook, for their paycheck, to put food on the table for their family. So since they're there for those reasons, uh, the first thing and foremost that it, they, we all take seriously while we're there and that we all want to protect is that you know we're getting our fair share of the pie, meaning you know I'm getting paid for what I'm producing. I have an opportunity to produce and everybody's got a good relationship around me, man, your culture is going to be just flying high. So that was why I wanted to do the first little sub-episode. Sub we'll probably talk about this again. Of course we will. Uh, but improving the rela relationships inside the dealership is definitely a, a major step to improving the lives inside the dealership. So I think this was a great show. Thank you, Sterling. And uh, see everybody next time. Thank you for listening. Thank you, guys. DealerProcessSecrets.com Yeah. Yeah, boy. Motorcycle sales, car sales, the finance office. Central Desking. We're here to talk about it. BDC. CentralDeskingUniversity.com